Let's now go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline, switch gears, talk about the Charlotte Hornets, and welcome Kelly Eco of The Athletic. He hosts the Ecosystem Podcast, which is a phenomenal name for a podcast, by the way. He just recently wrote an article on LaMelo Ball. Kelly, thanks so much for the time, man. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Hey, Thanks we're doing. Me on. Yeah, absolutely, Kelly. We really appreciate the time. It was a great article. I, I need to ask this question first, though. At the beginning, you talk about how Lamelo is extremely competitive, something we know well here in Charlotte, but that he right. lost apparently to an assistant coach in knockout. I, I didn't see who the assistant coach was, though. So, like, next time we have an assistant coach on, I want to be able to brag about him. Do you know who the assistant coach was that Lamelo lost to? I think the, his nickname was Money, so I don't know who who that is on the staff, but that's that's what the name he kept calling was Money. So sorry. So now we now we have an yeah. investigation to take part of. Whoever is Money <laughs> on the coaching staff, that is the person who beat Lamelo Ball in knockout, and then Lamelo would win a shooting contest with him. And in that, you mentioned Kelly how much Lamelo loves the attention. We we've seen we've seen it apparent here in Charlotte ever since he donned a neon yellow fluorescent trench coat and that trench coat matches his Lamborghini. What's it like to be around LaMelo ball? Even when not so many cameras are on him, does that, does that still, does that still ring true? All the attention that is surrounding him? Yeah. LaMelo is a large, is someone who's captivating. He's larger than life. He's someone who the minute he walks into a room, the energy immediately gravitates towards him. And, and you kind of see why his teammates, his coaches, they love him so much because <clears throat> he's just full of life. And, you know, you would think that a team like Charles that has gone through so much this season, you know, you would think the energy would be pretty low. Guys would be feeling down on themselves. But LaMelo, you would, you would never know that the Hornets have that record that they do, you know, just – being around him and experiencing who he is. So um, it's, it's a good thing to have as a young player to have the optimism, that that, that outlook of life, and it, it, it bodes well for his future and the Hornets as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that Kelly West, Brian, here. I was going to say everything you said, him taking it in stride. Just Was this a big indicator to you? Did you get the sense that this is a guy that wants to be uh, in Charlotte? Because so many say that, oh, he wants to go back to L.A. or be in a bigger market or things like that. But do you get the sense that he's comfortable and content here? Yeah, I do. I do. And I think the biggest reason for that is the bond with Steve Clifford. You know, Steve is a guy that's been there and done that. You know, he's seen every kind of player you can imagine. And I talked to him about, about LaMelo, and the minute I brought up his name, his eyes lit up because he, he understands the bond with him and, and, and his star point guard and how important that connection is as an extension of the coach on the floor. And, you know, Steve talked about how LaMelo's gotten better in every season he's been, you know, at, at, at the point guard position and how he's gotten a better become a better playmaker, become a better, you know, smarter player overall, better score, a better defender. And just having that young guy, even at twenty one years old, who's still hard to believe he's only twenty one years old, he's only been league for three seasons, but he has so much ahead of him and I think LaMelo he wants to stay in Charlotte, wants to win in Charlotte. Uh, you know, it's just going to take some time to, to get out of this world that you guys are in right now. Now, also, too, the one thing I brought up on this station and one thing that we've talked about is just even though he is young, I've often sometimes wondered about just that competitive fire to, to get on his teammates and demand accountability right. from them, even if it gets right. a little bit contentious. And I know at the time period you were there, he's hurt, so maybe you didn't get to see a lot of that. But did you get a, a gist from anyone of just how he is in that department? Yeah, so I, I was able to talk to Terry Rozier, was able to kind of pick up on that, and just talking about 
his bond with LaMelo and how competitive he is, how he pushes other guys to compete as well. It could be anything. You know, he's someone who wants to win at everything he puts his mind to. And for a young player, for a young point guard especially, as a leader of a team, you want to have your main guy be someone who can push everyone else to reach their capacity because, you know, it's clear that the team will go as far as LaMelo can take them, right? So if he's consistently pushing those barriers and consistently testing those limits, the other guys will follow suit. And and from a culture standpoint, if you have someone like that, that guy can fall behind, there is no telling what a team like Charlotte can do, especially if they have the benefit of time on their hands. They have, the, you know, they have the someone to look forward to, guys, you know, things to add to the team and continue to develop and get better. You know, having a guy in Lamelo that bleeds the desire and bleeds competition, you know, twenty four seven is exactly how you want it to, to work through things. Kelly Eco joining us now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline just recently wrote an article about LaMelo Ball. Kelly, what is something you learned about LaMelo that you maybe didn't expect upon meeting him? I think one thing I learned is that, you know, he's someone who's straight to the point. You know, being around NBA players, we've all seen, you know, guys that can give, like, you know, coach speak or player speak quotes and people that just say things to get by to either to finish the session or finish an availability. But LaMelo, he struck me as someone that was honest. He struck me as someone that was down to earth and actually wanted to get his points across, you know, in, in an articulate manner. And that was very impressive to see, especially because, you know, the Hornets have, have struggled this season. And, and, and I, as I said before, you would think that because of those struggles and because of the losing, you know, everyone could be in a bad mood. Because we've seen rebuilds where, the frustration peaks in the locker room. We've seen for you know times where people are not in the best spirits or best of moods, but LaMelo struck me as somebody who is down to earth, he's humble, and he understands the goals ahead of him and how he has to reach those goals. So it was very impressive. Well, and Kelly, I mean, something you mentioned in your piece is actually stumbling into an accidental rebuild might be a blessing in disguise. Why do you think that when you evaluate the Charlotte Hornets roster as is? I think... It's a blessing in disguise because, you know, for example, the Rockets, you know, they were kind of forced into this thing, you know, with James Harden, you know, asking out and them being caught unawares and not having to, to go through a three or four year process just to get back to, you know, sea level. Now, the Hornets are different because for the last two seasons they were in the playing tournament, you know, but due to injuries, due to the whole situation with, you know, Miles Bridges, this team was turned upside down, you know, it's hard for a coaching staff to put together a roster if guys are missing 20, 30, you know, 15 games in the season at the halfway point, you know. So now seeing as you guys are, you know, what, 11 and 12 and 35, something like that, it's easier to, to, to see the future because you know that if you get some of these guys back from injury, you know, you still have the future to look forward to. You got you have guys coming off the books and free agency. You, you have some more cap space. You have the intrigue. You know, you, and you still have Lamelo Ball as an attractive piece that's going to attract guys to come and play with him and play. You know, on that team and play for Steve Clifford. So, um, even though they kind of had an accidental reboot because this could have been predicted coming off of a back-to-back playing. You know, you know, just end the season. But you know, NBA is, is unpredictable. You know, stuff happens on a day-to-day basis. And now that you've seen 
where the Hornets are, it's easy to see how they can get out of it because of the presence of LaMelo Ball, because of the presence of a Steve Clifford, and because of the, the, the beauty of time and, and, and the unknown. And Kelly, when you talk about the the relationship between those two with him and Clifford and the quote that you had in there with what he said, that they watch film together and how glad he is he's here and stuff, is this an indication that, you know, Clifford will be here because LaMelo wants him here, but also that Coach Clifford wants to be here, even though he said he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild, but that he actually wants to be here because of LaMelo and will stay here to try to see this thing through. Right. So I think as it pertains to LaMelo and Steve, I think it's a two-way street. Uh, I think it's a, it's a relationship that one party benefits the other in, in an equal manner. And Steve understands that he, he can already see what LaMelo can become in this league. And it's a situation where this is not a normal rebuild where you're trying to see if you can snag something in the draft and build around that. You already have the all-star in LaMelo. You already have the star guard in LaMelo at the most important position in the game, you know, point guard. Now all you have to do is build around that. And they have, some quality pieces already on the roster. It's just going to take some more tinkering and some more, you know, striking in the free agency, you know, pulling off a trade or two to kind of build that roster back to how they were when they were sixth in the East, you know, competing in the playoffs, stuff like that. So I think that Steve, even even if he doesn't want to be part of a long rebuild, he doesn't necessarily have to be because, you know, LaMelo is, is that good already and they know kind of what they have to do to get back to those winning ways, if that makes sense. And then on another note, when you talk about LaMelo and the the building of him body-wise, we know that he doesn't get to the line a ton, and maybe he doesn't like going to the line a lot because, you know, maybe that that man body isn't there yet. He doesn't like that contact. Just speculating here, did you see anything this as far as, like, you know, how he eats and stuff like that? Like, is he trying to, you know, pack that weight (laughs) on and and try to get that man body up sooner than later? Is what we're saying. <laughs> no, oh, not that. But I know the one thing I did see was that in the locker room, he's somebody who, you know, he wants to, to understand what the next the next step is with the guys, right? Trying to see, you know, okay, if, if you have a game on Tuesday, the next game's on Thursday, how are we going to win that game? How are we going to get to the next game? How are we going to get to the next game? Stuff like that. So less of the eating stuff and more of the, mm-hmm. you know, on court. You know, trying to get better as, as a unit. Kelly, last thing before we get you out of here. We know about Stephen Silas well. I mean, Paul Silas, right. who just recently passed away, was a beloved figure, is still a beloved figure here in the city of Charlotte. We know Silas from his time being an assistant coach with the Charlotte Hornets. What have you made of his tenure coaching the Houston Rockets? Because it, it's gone wrong. We know that this has been a team that has been trying to rebuild for a few years now, ever since they did the whole trade James Harden thing. Is this something where he's been kind of set up for failure? How would you just assess the overall job? I think it's a situation where, yes, there's a lot of frustration on all sides, but it's something where everyone knows what the future is and like this was always going to be i guess a three-year a three-year um, path you know just rebuild or something if you want to call it that steven's been dealt you know a bad hand honestly you know with him coming into the team he thought it was going to be full of veterans uh with james harden and, and russell westbrook and it turned into 
you know, a bunch of teenagers. And, and, and for three seasons, he's tried to make the best of it. Now, granted, he could have done some some things, some things um, differently. The players could have done something differently. I think it's fault on both sides. But um, I think the the biggest goal for this guy is to finish, finish the season and and then see where things are. Um, this is something where you understand that Steve is one of the, the smartest minds in basketball. Um, but it's it's a, it's a hard task to, to to get a bunch of young guys to to play winning basketball on a consistent basis. It's just incredibly hard this league, especially if you don't have a lot of guys around them to 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 be like a mentor and a vet, the veteran presence that's 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 needed at this level. Um, but yeah, it has been a tough time for Stephen. Honestly, um, last night's game, I think it was the most frustrated I've ever seen him at a at a post game availability. He was just he was just livid because you know again the Rockets had a big lead and they blew it um, to a team at home that should be beating the Wizards. Um, so yeah, it has been it has been a rough go. Um, but I think. You know, all parties can see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel, and that's what's kind of getting them through this season. That's Kelly Eco joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, part of The Athletic. You can find him also on his podcast, The Ecosystem, and his Twitter handle is Kelly Eco. I-K-O is how you spell the last name. Kelly, thank you so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. Great work. Thanks, Kelly. Yes, sir. Thank you.